is Dominic, wedding DJ. And this is Serena, wedding planner. And together we are the, the wedding, wedding duo. duo. We are here to talk all things weddings. Planning a wedding can be stressful, but we are here to help. So before you say, that's it, we're going to Vegas, don't go to Vegas. Let's have some fun. Join us as we answer your wedding questions and help navigate planning one of the biggest days of your life with The, the wedding, wedding Duo. duo. Hello, everyone out there planning a wedding. It is us, the wedding duo. It <laughs> is Dominic us. and Serena back on the mics once more. <laughs> it's riveting, riveting. To bring you all the things you need to know about planning the big day. I'm wearing my DJ t-shirt today, the smiley face with the headphones. We love that t-shirt. I do. It's very fun. People comment on it all the time in videos like, where'd you get the shirt? Yep. Amazon. I said, my wife, I don't know if she finds me these DJ shirts. <laughs> I do. They're fun. I like to find you fun shirts. I do. I have about a half a dozen of DJ-related T-shirts. Yep. You should. I think and this was I... your best work, though, right here. It's a smiley face with headphones upside down that it looks like a smiley face. Like, I yeah. had a nice day. <laughs> the happy DJ. <laughs> um, I'm wearing the hat and the oversized T-shirt today. Because it's Tuesday and it's comfortable. Is that our theme? <laughs> <laughs> and we're in the office and yeah. We're just recording a podcast that everyone will see forever, but you know. <laughs> I'm all about being real. This be is real. Me. Let's be realistic, people. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, today we're gonna talk about something that's fantastic in a lot of different mm. aspects, right? Food. We're gonna talk about food because we love food. You guys probably love food. And your guests love food. It's a thing at most weddings. Yeah. I mean, food. and it's a big piece of the puzzle, right? Because it's expensive to feed your guests, especially if you've got a lot of guests. Um, and it's something that sometimes can sneak up on you, the cost, I think. Uh, I've had a lot of couples that I've worked with that they book a venue, right? And then they start working on their guest list. And they think they're going to do, you know, 200, 250 people. And then they get a catering quote and they realize. Hey, we're doing 75. <laughs> yeah. They realize just how much per person that can cost. And so we're just going to talk about some of the options. And yeah. Well, it's, 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 I mean, it's hard to argue that that's not the most expensive thing tied to your headcount, right? Correct. Yeah. Tied to per the per person yeah. cost. Because even like booze or alcohol, I mean, a lot of that, you may not drink it all, but you, know, you take that home or whatever. And even though you might take some of the food home. Oh, it's different. It's not the same. Like you better, everybody has to come over to finish the brisket that didn't get eaten <laughs> on the next day. And sometimes it works out because maybe you have a whole weekend planned, right? Married on a Friday, everyone's going to come over Saturday or married on a Saturday, you're having a brunch on Sunday. Leftovers are a thing, boy. In our family, man, there's you better. Your pack family that stuff loves up. the leftovers <laughs> for like way too long. Yes. Oh, I'm not saying I am on board with it. I'm just <laughs> saying it's a thing. My family is one of those families for sure. So you know, let's talk about when when do people eat over the course of their over their wedding? Day? Yeah. So it, it's important to you know one of the firm times on a timeline, like one of the times that you will have trouble adjusting is dinner. Okay. And so, but when, that's not what I was asking. I know. I'm I'm getting there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you're <laughs> okay. when you're looking at creating a timeline, sometimes it can be hard to keep in perspective like when will people be hungry, right? Yes. Because for sure. let's say for example you're getting married in the church and they only have certain times they allow you to have the ceremony. 
Okay. Maybe it's often. 2 p.m. This, this, this comes firm. up and we do not get any flexibility often with the church. Right. We've talked about this before where it's like, okay, so we have to do our ceremony at 2 p.m., but we don't want people to eat at 3.30, right? So then they'll do a gap. That's hard. And then they'll try to make dinner happen at a more appropriate time, right? So that's something to be mindful of when you're creating your time, when, when you're looking at where you're going to place dinner. Obviously, it has to be in line with when you have the ceremony. Do you have a cocktail hour? All that good stuff. Yeah, because you're, and it's it's strange sometimes because we look at a timeline. We're like, this is next, this is next, this is next. And you have a time there, but you don't kind of make, wait, like, wait, we're going to, we can't have dinner at 3.30. Like, wait, yeah. that's not, or the opposite is, oh, we're not going to eat till nine? Like, oh my gosh. Yes. And sometimes in the summer, things are just naturally later because you have more daylight. Winter, things tend to be earlier mm-hmm. because the sun's going down. You got to, you schedule, you like fit your six to whatever hours on that. Here's our six hours. When does it start? When does it stop? And it doesn't always line up nice with traditionally traditional eating times. Right. And we've talked about timelines before. Uh, on previous episodes and kind of how much time do you allow for each thing. So if you're getting married at a venue and not inside of a church where you're doing a mass, um, you usually will allow about a half hour for that ceremony. And then you'll do cocktail hour for, you know, that hour of time. Uh, Then is when you'll move into the reception. And this is kind of when you make that decision about um, like, are we going to go right into our dances or are we going to allow people to eat first? That's a factor. But the other factor is, are you feeding your guests anything during cocktail hour? That's what I was getting at. Like over the course right. of your event, how many times is there food options available, right? Of course, we're going to have dinner. But yeah, cocktail hour. If you're having a big gap and there's not a gap where you're not at the event, but like just a there's just gonna be a long time before anyone sits down and has their food. That's something to eat during cocktail hour is advisable. Absolutely. And, and your guests will be very happy. And it doesn't even be something big. Sometimes they're just like chips and queso or charcuterie board or right. nuts. <laughs> Sometimes people have since COVID though, there's not as many like yeah, just stick I'm, your I'm not hands a fan of putting your hands in the I mean in the nut bowl. I still see it sometimes. I'm like, let's get some tongs or a scooper or something, <laughs> something to scoop. Um and then, of course, so there's usually there's oftentimes there's something to eat during cocktail hour. Then there's a meal and then there's a trend lately with a late night snack. Mm-hmm. But if you have a condensed time frame, that's a lot to eat, right? It can be. A I lot. can't tell you how many times the late night snack is. I feel like we we just finished eating and all of a sudden yeah. I'm, I'm announcing there's a late night snack. I'm like, and I don't eat a lot at a wedding, but I see sometimes people did have a really mm-hmm. big meal because I eat really quick. Um, But. I'm like, is anybody still hungry? I'm like, yeah. and then we had cake in between, yeah. you know, the dessert. So uh, that's a thing too. Like, um, just look at the timing and be like, because some people are like, oh, the, and again, the, the your, your caterer is going to be your expert on this. We're not yeah. caterers, but we're not. We interact with every vendor. There's more, I know probably more stuff about photography, videography, catering. I mean, both of us, because we just work with them in and out every weekend and we are in the weeds with them. They know a bunch about DJing if they work with us because same thing. I'm like, why well, can I do this? And they're like, oh, I never thought about that. Like these are things you learn as you interact with these other industries. But True. your caterer will be the specialist because they'll have things they do and then things they don't do. Um, but the, but to that point, they're not necessarily going to worry about when these things happen. If you go and do your tasting and you add a late night snack and you say, serve the late night snack an hour after dinner, they'll be like, okay. Like you have to look out for, and your planner can help you with this. Um, 
like, will people legitimately still be hungry at that point? And the other thing to consider is, because I've had this happen, where they bring in the cute little Whataburger bags or whatever it is, <laughs> you don't usually need your full guest count of those items. Oh, for sure. Um, because people traditionally will have left, or some of them won't be hungry. Um, so th- there just tends to be so much left over. Uh, right. It's just something to consider cost-wise, saving yourself a little well, bit. And that's what I was getting at, cost-wise. If um because your caterer will ask you oftentimes, like, hey, do you want to do, do, you want to do something? Do you want us to pass hors d'oeuvres during cocktail hour? Or do you want to, what are we to have for dinner? And then do you want a late night snack? And if you're like, oh, that sounds great. But then you get the bill and you're like, what can we, where can we start <laughs> shaving stuff off? Yeah. Uh, and again, I'm sure the caterers out there are like, shut up, DJ. No, no, but people value this they, stuff. I mean, they do. They, you should. And, and they should, just like we do, right? So, uh, yeah, maybe... <clears throat> Your guests don't maybe need that late night stack if it's if it's if it's already really like I said if you're just pushing your budget limits everywhere, that's one spot that you could potentially do it because sometimes like we did it this past weekend I'm like, geez I mean we just had we had dinner then we had cake and then now we're having late night snack I'm like it's a lot of I mean I love to eat don't get me wrong but I'm like so let's talk about the types of food right and like the different options for your meals okay so we talked a little bit about cocktail hour and you mentioned there are different options for that. You can set up uh, a station where people go and grab their own, you know, like you said, charcuterie items. You know, uh, you can have fruit fruit there. Yes. (laughs) Crackers, cheese, meat, (laughs) that kind of a thing. Or you can get a little more fancy and have them passed, you know, whatever that may be. There's a lot of um, jalapeno wrap, bacon wrapped jalapenos Mm -hmm, here in Texas. Those kind of fun things that Uh, are. I've often seen meatballs. On a, yes. on a skewer of a device. <laughs> like it. Or uh, uh, how about a caprese skewer, right? Where ooh. we've got the tomato, the basil, the mozzarella yeah. cheese. Um, so I'm those not crazy are, about those, personally. That's because you don't like <laughs> they vegetables. They look pretty. I just want to eat the cheese. I want to like, get that. Exactly. Get that tomato out of there. Fling that into the, into the bushes. And I am constantly cheese. fighting between our kids and you to eat the vegetables. No, you I do love not vegetables. Set a good, uh, Just not what tomatoes. vegetables do you love? Oh, please. Don't even get me started. Ex- name a vegetable you love. I love broccoli. I love it. Oh, you love beans. it? I, like you would have, have we it not just... lived together for, I used to put it on my pizza like all the time. Okay. Like broccoli is let's, fantastic. Let's, let's move on. But Carrots, m- Mushrooms. Oh, give me mushrooms all day. If there's a mushroom past mushroom hors d'oeuvre, I don't usually eat them, but I'm like, if I'm like, what do you got there? I was a stuffed mushroom. <laughs> tomatoes though. Blah, blah. I like tomatoes. Anyway. <laughs> so those are well, some This is a good point though, because this is going to be your guest too. You're going to have all, all taste buds are going to be there. All, you know, people that like this or don't like that. Something spicy. You got your, you've got your vegetarians, you've got your pescatarians, you've got your celiacs, you're gluten-free. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. Dairy allergies. Dairy, oh my Yeah, gosh. okay, but here's the thing with that. You can only worry about it so much, right? True. You could go down the rabbit hole of like, we need to make sure everyone is, they're catering. No, you can have some <laughs> options, a veggie option. Uh, maybe if, if there is a severe gluten allergy or, you know, you know of this. and a there's peanut some, allergy. Yeah. Yes, you definitely want to be aware of those things. But please do not make yourself crazy trying to accommodate like every single guest you can offer things that they could have. Yeah. But that's another thing to ask your caterer. If you say like they will have a vegetarian option. Yes, I mean, exactly. they are very aware of that. That's very common. Um, and there's probably a lot of your guests are like, I just, you know, I go to these events. I just don't eat the chicken or I don't eat the beef. I yeah. just eat the salad. They and I eat the, eat the potatoes. 
But if they think like, oh, you're going to offer me a, a vegetarian meal, that they they really feel like, oh, you're thinking of me. That's very sweet. So you can take a headcount, put it on your RSVP, right? Mm-hmm. Or your your meal options. Meal options. Here's what you can have. And then uh, pass that on to your caterer. They are very ready for that question. Yes. And this then leads us to not only the types of food, but how are you serving this food? Okay. And we mentioned a little bit about having it available at cocktail hour just out on a table or having it passed by the staff. But then when you get to dinner, there are several choices you can make, right? You can have a buffet style where it's on the tables there. And a lot of times, especially post-COVID, it's actually being served by staff. And what I mean by that is the catering staff is standing behind the buffet line monitoring the portions and (laughs) making sure, you know, no one's double dipping with the utensils and and just making sure that they're not licking them between. That's not. (laughs) I just mean like taking more than they are supposed to. Like, okay. I didn't say licking it. No, but double dipping, it's the same spoon goes back in even when the caterer is holding it. But I never said licking it. No, but you said double dipping. It's going to be like 5,000 dips in there, right? Well, I mean, one person is taking two chicken breasts. <laughs> that is what okay. I meant. So we just want to, they, they're going to monitor that. And a lot of times they'll prepare the plates ahead of time so it goes faster. So that's buffet. Sometimes I'll talk to my couples, like I said, and they mean like served or plated. But when we say plated, they have, the caterers will bring the food to the table. The guests all sit down. Nobody's being released to the buffet. They sit, they talk. The food just magically arrives. It arrives right there at their place. And the the options here are you can have the same meal for everyone, right? Where you don't have like a meal choice. And this goes more with like, how are you doing your seating chart? We're not getting into that. Or you can actually have decided ahead of time, we need 20 fish plates. We need 20 chicken plates. And then you have to notate where those people are sitting. So there's options there. You can have a choice of. the other thing we didn't talk about, though, is the salads. Salads. A lot of times your meal will come with a choice of a salad to start off with. And you may get asked the question, like, do you want the salads preset or do you want us to serve them? And sometimes the thinking here is that if you preset the salads, it saves time, which it it does, right? Because they're, the catering staff is able to put the salads out and then as guests are coming into the reception space, they're able to sit down and start on the salads. They don't have to wait for everybody to sit down, serve the salads, then serve the main. People, I get asked sometimes, like, can you tell people not to eat the salad until I'm like, I know. There's no There's way. There's no way Once we they can do sit that. and that food and that fork are in front of them, it's under their nose. There's, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. And they're that, not always paying attention to like that what ship is has being sailed. Yeah. And sometimes they're in there eating before I'm even, I'm like running around. I realize, oh, we've, there, the doors to the reception have been opened. Yes. They're already, there's people that are licking the plate at that point. <laughs> they're hungry, right? So they get there, they get their food. Um, <clears throat> not the tomatoes. They probably push those off to the side. Possibly, right? Yes. Because <laughs> everybody hates tomatoes. <laughs> foul, foul weed. <laughs> um, Yeah. So that's something that you may get asked and that's really up to you. The one thing that's like for me that I try to keep an eye on is how long are those salads sitting there for? Oh, it's always a thing. Yeah. Because once those are down, because the caterers, if nothing else, they're timing that stuff, right? They're like, when do I put the buffet out? When do I take the lids off? When do I light my sternos? That. That is, they have really, they've got it down to a science. Yes. So that's they just something. They don't want them sitting out there because people will complain like, my salad has been sitting, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're like, yeah, 
don't yeah. want to hear that, but they're like, but then where, what, what's happening? DJ, why aren't they get, introduce the couple? What are we doing? Mm-hmm, right. So mm-hmm. it's let's a thing. get going. It's, um, there's timing involved. Something that we don't see as often, but is a thing are uh, stations, right? For food. And this is kind of like a buffet, but different in the sense that like in different areas of your reception space, maybe you'll have a table set up and it's a carving station. They'll have meat, you know, with gravy or whatever. And then the another table in the other corner will have different salad options. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe so you have a taco or a potato bar. Yes, you know. something. And that is really fun. If you're really looking for like this up and mingling type vibe where people aren't um, like forced to sit down and eat all at once, then they can go and go to the different stations, pick what they want to eat. Um it does tend to be a little more pricey, right? Because you're bringing in a lot of different elements. Uh, but I think it's fun. It, it's something that if I see the stations in the room or if I have it in my notes, I go to the caterer and I'm like, okay, so what do we got? Because oftentimes they're on like maybe there's six stations, but three of them are the same as the other three. And I don't want people thinking like, you know, wait, that, that, long's, that line's longer. This one's shorter. But then why is that one longer? Because it's better. And I'm like, that is the same as this one over here. They're just trying but to spread you But for whatever reason, yeah. everybody went over there. So I go around and I ask and I make notes. And I'm like, all right, we're going to do stations here. We sometimes release tables, but sometimes it's just like, enjoy. And they just go. Right. But I'm like, so, and I'm like, and the guys are already at their post, right? The guys, the non-gender specific, the people that are going to be at these stations, because they're usually the still staff. served. Yeah, yeah, they're still usually monitored or have somebody... Um, at that station. And I'm like, so we have two carving stations here. There's two um, salad uh, stations in the back. And then maybe the other ones are different, but I go, so look for the lines, people. This one's going to be the same as this one, just so yeah. they know they're not like, oh, I didn't go to that one. Like, you, no, that's the same as the one you just went to. We've talked about this before, that signage communication is key in these kind of things, right? And and the food portion is especially true because people get For hungry sure. and they want to go eat and they want to figure out like where stuff is and how do they get uh, whatever, you know. So having the announcements made, Again, having some signage is super helpful for, sure. for what whatever you're serving. Now, the last part of this we can chat about is food trucks, right? Because it's a thing. It's a thing. And people want to do a food truck because they love going to the food trucks. Mm-hmm. But it's not always mm, the same as like for your wedding. Now, if you have a guest count of under 50, and I know we've talked about this on a previous podcast, it it's probably not an issue. 50 and above. You need to make sure that this food truck can accommodate your guest count in a timely manner. You don't want people to be waiting in line forever and it and your, you know, hour that you've allotted for dinner turns into an hour and a half, turns oh, into an hour and 45 minutes because nobody's been able to get their food. I mean, it just happens because if there's one person there serving out of the food truck, it's just right. a lot. Well, they, you just need to explain to the food truck. If they do weddings, you'll be like, this is a wedding. Exactly. They'll be like, I got it. Just like if you... Hire a wedding caterer. This is what they do all the time, every weekend. They're a machine. They got it dialed in. Whereas opposed to, oh, we have our favorite restaurant and they agreed to, to, to cater, air quotes, to cater our wedding. That's not, this is not what they're used to doing. Right. And I know we've mentioned this before, but it's, uh, but I always like to compare it to saying like, if you're at a restaurant and nobody comes, you open up at seven, nobody comes in, nobody comes in, nobody comes in. And then 830, 150 people all come in at the same time and they want to eat in an hour because they're going to go. That's not how a restaurant operates. Right. So. It's not the same. It's not apples to apples, even though they're just doing food. So, and what I did it recently, it was this little old couple and they were very sweet and they were just like in tears almost because yeah. they, they felt bad because they couldn't get the food out fast enough. And I'm like, 
Nobody talk, like the, you had to understand. You to I know you're like, oh, this is sweet. We like this couple. They're in a restaurant all the time. Oh, they want us to do their wedding. Like, say no. Just say no. Yeah. Just or, or have the conversation. Be open about yes. it. Maybe come in and do the late night snack. That's more manageable, right? Sure. Because people are going to come and go at their leisure during the dancing. That's yeah. different. You can bring in a food truck for that. Um, and as he mentioned, there are food trucks that do weddings. So we're not saying that's not possible, yeah. but you need to just ask those. And questions. there are restaurants that do catering mm-hmm. as well, if you love the food or whatever. But that's just, but there also, there are also caterers that don't have a restaurant and they just cater weddings and events, right? Truth. Now, something I want to Truth. mention too is this has come up recently uh, with a client and something that is important for you guys to know in your venue contracts, and you want to look at this, it's probably required or it should be that your whoever's doing the catering, that staff, that crew stays and buses the tables and takes out the trash, right? And I know this sounds weird, but like if they are planning on coming at 6 p.m., dropping off the food and hanging out for an hour and a half while they serve and then leaving, this may be a problem for you. Oh, it's it's how many times? Two weeks ago, I I literally stopped the mother of the bride because she was taking the trash out of the trash cans. I go, yep. Oh, my God, you're in a gown. I mean, I was in a suit, but I'm like, get out of the way. (laughs) Please let me do that. Because what it was heavy as can be. I was like, actually, help me pick this up. But but that that's what happens. Those trash cans fill up in a blink of an eye. Well, and so there needs to be staff there to clean and bust the tables, take the plates away, take the cups. And they need to stay till the end of the event, in my opinion, because people are going to continue to drink. They're going to continue to have cake plates and forks and stuff. So that needs to get cleaned up. And the venues normally require this. So you want to look at your contract and look at that verbiage and make sure that you're aware. Well, just the cake cutting, that's a whole nother thing. Because mm-hmm. caterers, usually there's a fee for that, right? Correct. And, uh, it's not but, usually very much. but It's not much, but it's because, but you want to talk through that because otherwise it's it's mom and your sister are over there. And it is a challenge to cut. If you've never done it, you're like, one, there's there's cake slices that look like a full pizza, right? And they've cut them like, and they're huge <laughs> and they're covered in frosting. They're crumbling. And they're just, yeah, yeah they don't know, where do I put, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's again, it's a skill that the caterers know what they're doing. Well, um, and here's the thing too. If you say like, oh yeah, my grandma, my aunties are going to cut the cake. Okay. But auntie is like trying to hang out and have fun at the event too. And then she gets <laughs> pulled away to yeah. be in the kitchen serving cake for, you know, a half hour. Like that's not fun for auntie. So That's another thing. And a lot of venues, again, back to the venues, will require a professional, you know, your catering company to cut and serve the cake. Let's give a round of applause for the caterers real quick because caterers are out there doing good things. They do. And it's like when I I show up and I see a good caterer or somebody I know, I'm like, hey, what's up? I mean, right away, I'm like, oh, man, that part of the night is going to go smooth as silk because I've worked with them. Mm -hmm. They're dialed in. Just like when they look at probably me, hopefully they're like, oh. Yeah, right. When they see you come in, they're like, oh, yeah. No, no, I mean, I'm sure there's like whatever the vendor, whatever the the category is. And you're just like, oh, God, not this guy. Right. I mean, (laughs) we're still human. We're just like, all right, we got to pick up some slack here because we know. Because we know. Yeah. Or if it's somebody who I don't know, I'm like, fingers crossed, you know, like. And usually we are pleasantly surprised. Usually. (laughs) Not always. But again, if you're trying to really DIY the food, just be ready for that. Because like she said, the busing, the cleaning, the the changing of the trash cans, the cutting of the cake, mm-hmm. the timing involved. That's a lot. And I know you're like, gosh, it's so expensive, the caterers. But mm-hmm. they do a lot. They the do. caterers it's do a lot. a lot behind the scenes. And it's not the prettiest, most glamorous stuff. And if they're not doing it, 
Somebody's got to. Mom, mother of the bride should not be taking out the trash. I mean, I was just appalled. I was like, probably in the middle of an announcement, I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, okay, wait, stop. Uh, stop everything. I'm going to help mom take out you that did? trash. Uh, oh. You I, stopped an announcement? No, I didn't stop an announcement. But oh. I'm just saying, like, that's how urgent like, wow. it was. Where I'm like, is she changing the trash bag in that trash can? I was yeah. like, oh my God, no. That happens. And then she had another one in her hand. I go, give me this. <laughs> go away from the trash can, mom. Um, that's not something I usually do. I don't remember having trains trash cans recently, but I'm like, I know I was going to say, I God, don't remember no, that either. But not mom. No. So the other thing to, to think about too, is when you are giving like your catering counts, we talked a little bit about like, um, there can be a split for the different meal options. Maybe you've got vegetarians. Um, do you have kids coming to the wedding? Right. Cause a lot of times, and we've talked about this before as well, they'll offer kids plates, uh, so you can get a discount there a lot of times Less on, expensive. you know, and then there's an age range, right? Like kids are counted from four to 13 or however they put that out there for you. Um, and then under four, they don't count because usually they bring their own snacks yeah. or they're eating off mom's plate, right? Or they however a, they work it a out. A bag of combined fruits that they just suck out of the bag, right? Which are really great, by the way. Those, remember, what are you talking those? about? The baby things. You just, there's a bag of like, it's the broccoli squash mix and you pop that lid and they just suck that right Oh, out of like the, bag. the applesauce oh, texture? Gross. They were so handy. That is like a parent's best friend <laughs> on a side note. Um, and vendor meals. Did you talk about vendor meals? And I was, yeah, that's yeah. where I was going to. And then vendor meals. Now, sometimes caterers don't, like ask about the vendor meals, right? Like, but a lot of times they do. They want to know how many vendors are we feeding. Sometimes they'll give you a discount for vendors. Sometimes they'll give us a different meal option. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've talked about this before too. So you're going to want to get those counts, put those as part of what you're telling your well, catering staff. There's nights where, what, there's three vendors and there's nights where there's 15 vendors, yeah, right? It's a lot. So again, it's different. Uh, and it, again, every wedding is going to be different. But uh, talk to the caterers about that too, because oftentimes it's just, I just jump in the buffet line at the end and it's not really, I mean, it goes into the head count, but the caterers are going to be prepared for some, you know, again, I don't want to speak on behalf of all caterers, but yeah, they're- Yeah, check your contracts because they, yeah. do, they do include verbiage in there a lot of times for like, we will prepare a whatever percentage overage to make sure, you know what I mean? Like that's part of what you're paying for is to make sure they don't run out of food. And most weddings you're going to be, you plan for 250 and 210 are there or whatever. Two, you know, there's Correct. usually, it's usually fewer people are, are there than you plan for, but- I don't know that I've ever had a wedding where, have you had a wedding where like more people, more showed, up? people showed up than oh, where the gosh. guests count? I don't think I have. Very rarely. If it is, and if it is, you're talking one or two. And how does that even happen? Right. I mean, yeah, like somebody I, I, brought their kids or somebody brought a plus one and wasn't, you weren't expecting it, but it's very rare. I've had couples ask me and be concerned about that, but I'm always like, it doesn't happen. Like it always, almost always happens the other way. People well, say they're going to come and they don't. Well, you, I think it was at one of our weddings and it was like, Somebody was like, hey, we need another chair at this table or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's that's like the guest, I think, saying like, I want to sit with Uncle Charlie. Oh, absolutely. Or, or somebody just screwed up. Some, something got misaligned on the seating chart versus the, the how many, you know, were there supposed to be nine at that table when the rest have eight? Or it was something. absolutely like, they wanted to sit it was at that table. It wasn't like, yes. oh, we didn't know there were there's more people here than we planned on. <laughs> yeah. Because those of you that are in the weeds planning your wedding, you are. it's very planned. It is very structured. It's not just like, eh, I don't know. I mean, somewhere between 100 and 300 people. Yeah. That's not how That's a different type wedding. of event. That's not how weddings work usually. Well. Thank, thank goodness. Do you have anything more to comment? I've learned to ask you at the end because otherwise um, I get cut off. I misquoted the Seinfeld quote earlier when I was talking about the 
the tomato. I said something weed. What did I say? Gross weed. This is a foul. Foul weed. It's yes. actually vile weed. That's what Newman said. Remember? Vile weed. Because he was picking up chicken for somebody else, for, for, for Kramer. And he said, and Seinfeld goes, is that broccoli? You wouldn't eat broccoli if it was covered in chocolate. He goes, I actually love broccoli. And he goes, have a piece. And he took a bite and he goes, vile weed. And he spits it out. It was hysterical. It was the no Kenny Rogers about. chicken. Kenny Rogers chicken. <laughs> it was a. <laughs> okay. So you can't take this wall. This is a load bearing wall. My eyes are fried. Oh my God. It was a great episode for those Seinfeld we, people out there. Mm, we good. made that correction so that <laughs> everybody feels good You can just about see that. it was putting out going, vile weed. There's people out there right now that are laughing, recalling that episode. It was a great episode. Yay. Newman. <laughs> All Congratulations, right. everybody out there. Yes. Your wedding. Let me put in my little plug oh, here. You have a thing. Okay. You're gonna do yeah, I do this thing. Okay. That's what you uh, do. Follow right. us on TikTok, on Instagram. You can check out our what will be new website. It will definitely be live by the time this episode comes out. There's a lot of new information on there if you haven't been there before. Our virtual planning is available um, and then our resources for download. So, Let's end this episode the way we always do. It is your day. Mm-hmm. Food trucks, stations, catered meal, whatever you're going to do. But do it your way. Don't let somebody talk you into something you don't want to do or talk you out of something you have your heart set on. It's your day. Kisses. Kisses. Mwah. Vile weed. <laughs> Happy wedding planning, <laughs> Bye. y'all. So thanks for listening to our podcast. If you found any of this information helpful and you know someone who may be engaged or is a maid of honor, maybe you could tell them and share it with a friend. Absolutely. So screenshot this episode, share it on Instagram, on Facebook, and tag the wedding duo. We promise to share the love back. Also, if you are interested in more resources or the show notes, you can go to theweddingduo.co. We have one-on-one virtual sessions, a shop, all sorts of fun stuff. Check it out.